quick note before we begin the episode. Episode 200 is fast approaching, and to mark the occasion, Hussam and I will host a special Q&A session with questions from you lovely treasurers. Click on the link in the show notes to submit your question, and we will even send a $10 gift card for our favorite five questions. It can be about careers, treasury, corporate treasury 101, or even what Hussam's favorite ice cream flavor is. Deadline to submit your question is December 15th. Have a lovely episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full interview with Karen van den Drich, when we discuss the role of the Belgian Association of Treasurers and Karen's role as its president. In the episode of today, expect to learn what is the role of ATEB, the Belgian Association of Treasurers, what initiatives does Karen van den Drich aim to implement as the president of the ATEB, the philosophy of ATEP and how they envision partnerships and knowledge sharing, and like always, much, much more. We hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The best way you can support the podcast is to head to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. That would mean the world to us, help more people learn about treasury, spread the treasury world, and on top of that, you get to see our faces. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solutions. They use robotic process automation, RPA, AI, APIs, and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. And with all that being said, please welcome Karen van den Drich. Tell us about the skills that you develop in that environment or so if a treasurer today listening is a little bit bored uh -huh. and they think, well, I want a bit more of a challenging environment where uh -huh. treasury is listened to a little bit more, um, where yes, it's going to be tough and everything. And I don't get that's the latest TMS and uh -huh. I don't have access to all the, uh, uh, credit facilities that I do right now, but I feel like it's going to give me you know, an opportunity to really push myself to be able to navigate that challenging environment. What advice would you give to that person? What skills do they need? How do you find solutions? Or if someone's in that environment right now, what silver lining can you give them? Hey, by the end of it, you're going to have these skills. I think there's a couple of things. I think to your first point is you already need to realize or know yourself enough to understand whether you would thrive, maybe that's that's maybe that's 
too much of the word, but that you would feel okay in that environment. Because I think, I mean, again, it's, it's personality. I mean, some people are very good at being maybe very technical within a big organization. Um, I think, so, so first step I think would be, is like, I mean, will I function well in that environment? I think that's, that's the first thing. And that's different for, for every person. I actually didn't think about it. I'm I'm fine now, but I actually never <laughs> thought about it when when I went it's into uh, when I stepped into this. Um, so, but I think the, the other part is is really being able to put things into perspective, right? I mean, it's not personal. Um, you're trying to do the best you can. I don't know. I mean, things happen. Be pragmatic. Address the situation as it comes. Don't get overwhelmed. Um, there's not going to be the perfect solution, and you will. I think the other point is you will have to make choices. Um, and sometimes I think, is it, uh, what do you call it? Is it the, the cholera or the plague? Sometimes <laughs> you might feel that way when you have to make choices. Um, so, so those I think are, are the, the main and communication. Sorry. I think I mentioned this, uh, several times, but I think communication, be open, be pragmatic and, 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 and communicate and listen, listen. I mean, because you cannot do this by yourself. This is not treasury. Um, having the weight of the company on their shoulders. I mean, it is a joint task um, and everybody plays their role in that organization. Um, I think those would be, but but again, like I said earlier, it's, again, my view, it's fun. You learn new stuff, you, you get involved in a lot of things, you, you start to be pragmatic. I wasn't that pragmatic before because I had everything, right? I could do the best. And, and I'm a, maybe another one, like as I'm saying this is that not everything's going to be perfect for me. Everything had to be perfect. I wanted, I, I applying the 80, 20 rule was really difficult for me. Now it has become a lot easier. So, so I think those are the skill sets that, that putting, I guess, putting everything into perspective is probably the, the most important one. I think it's overall crisis management mm -hmm. and the skills to go with that. Yeah. I think the 80, 20 rule for example is a really yeah. good one. Are there any other like methodologies that you kind of or frameworks that you came across that that's the approach that you take to solving these problems? No. Just apply common sense. <laughs> Which that's is already something like... that is missing very often. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and you get to learn stuff. You, you mentioned um, inventory management. That, that's not something you would typically look into in your traditional treasury department, right? But it's so critical that you get involved. Although my supply chain team will tell me that I have no clue. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> well, probably more than most treasury. Yeah. Uh, um, you get to touch upon yeah. things that you wouldn't otherwise yes. within the business, which mm -hmm. is yeah. getting back. And I think, see it as an opportunity, right? I mean, I don't know if you want to remain in treasury for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want to do this, but if you have any interest of, of maybe at some point during your career, to move outside of the pure treasury area. I mean, this also gives you the opportunity to look at what else is, is out there. I mean, would I like to do, I don't know, I'm not directly saying a CFO role, but but maybe going into the controlling side, maybe in FBNA, maybe Generations. consolidation. I mean, there's so many different roles out there. It, I mean, you, you expand your horizon and you learn other things. But coming back to the first thing is you need to be interested in it. If it's not in your nature, if you don't, if that's not what you want to do, then then maybe don't look at these type of roles. You you touched upon it earlier already, but so you have a TMS, uh -huh. and we had the questions around what tools and what innovation do you put into this environment. But then I guess probably not many. What are the tools that you actually use? 
in, in that well, Excel, obviously, probably. <laughs> well, we have SAP, right? Oh, so oh, so yeah. we have SAP, so we use um, a couple of the um, elements from the SAP Treasury module. So we do have an in-house bank um, set up. Uh, and so we use the whole in-house bank module in SAP. So so we do have some tools. Um, then, and um, we do uh, use a lot of F of Excel, yes. There's nothing, no shame. Yeah. No, there's no shame. And I, and I think Excel is a great tool. 100%. My concern with Excel is, is, the, uh, is the human error that can mm. go in there. Sometimes the inefficiency and the risk of losing your data. For example, we have moved that now to our SAP platform, but our whole FX and commodity hedging program was in Excel. All of the information is in Excel. So when I joined, I said, like, do we have five backups of that Excel <laughs> in different locations yeah. on your computer on the shared drive? So and one hard copy yes. thing to that. <laughs> so, so, so that is my, my biggest concern with, with, with Excel. Um, and so we use the banking tools. So we download all of our bank statements. Well, so there is an inter... So step back. We have an interface. We upload all of our bank statements directly into SAP. So we have host to host connections with most of our banks to do our payment files. So it's not like we're in the dark ages, right? So um, we have a lot of technology. It's just like, I mean, the upgrade of the technology or, or spending money on, on going into a fully integrated TMS, for example, um, that's what's missing. But, but we do have tools. And then to have 20 key fobs on your desk. To log into each bank. Yeah, yeah. You have the phone now. It's all yeah. apps on the phone. Yeah. So, but yes, I still do have that. Yes, um, I don't have a, a full Swift connectivity, uh, which I used to have. So, so no, I mean it is. Um, but you also, again, thinking or mentioning earlier, you think out of the box. So, so when I joined, I mean, we needed to have a lot more visibility on our working capital, and it, it was really hard. So what we've been working on, and so so maybe on the skill set part, mm -hmm. um, maybe at this point, or and and I don't think this is related to sub investment grade companies or not. I think the skill sets that you require within a treasury organization are changing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we need more, if I can call it, technology um, skilled resources. And so I've I've I have the chance of having somebody in the team um, who's on loan. I would say. Um, but she's really, I, I, and she knows about it. I call her the tech geek. She's, she's really good, but we needed to have visibility on our working capital. So she's built this whole power BI model, which gives us all of the data. It connects to our PP, PPC and SAP platforms. Um, but it gives you the visibility. It gives our senior management visibility on a monthly basis, how about our KPIs. So, so you, you, you start using other skills or other tools to, to, uh, bring that visibility and to have that. Back to these uh, skills questions, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to do with what you have and actually come up with ad hoc solutions with yeah. traditional tools yeah. is a very good one yeah. because then it helps you have a very light version yeah. of a TMS mm -hmm. uh, to help you report and do analytics. Yeah. And then I think again, maybe on, on, on tools that are available in the market, um, there are, and it's, again, the last couple of years with all of these fintechs and all of these new um, systems that have that have um, been built, it's it's finding there are a lot of tools out there that can help you with a specific problem. Where if you're maybe in a more mature treasury organization, you would 
rather go for a, a full-blown TMS or, or a fully integrated system. I think there's even there are benefits of using more more um, how do you call it specialist specialist tools for for the the, the specific issue that you that you face. Um, but then it's it's again finding the one that actually delivers what it promises mm. um, without too much implementation. So again, I think that that is, uh, and, and it comes back to something that I've always been saying is find a, a, a tool to solve a problem you have rather than, oh, there's this great tool. Which problem do I have? <laughs> but that is very often, I mean, what's going on. So it's like, what is your, what is your issue? What is the problem you're trying to solve and find the right solution for that? Karen, there are questions we would like to ask you to another part of your treasury life. But before we get into this, anything else you'd like to add about sub-investment grade, treasury management in such company, skills, advice for people who are in such environment? I think we've covered most of it. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's hard work. It's fun. Um, but you learn a lot. Um, like working in an investment grade company is fun and hard work as well. For sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, so I think it's just like understand the environment that you're in and try to do the best you can in whatever environment you are. Mm -hmm. I think that would be my last comment. Amazing. Super cool. So Karen, you're also the president of ATAP, uh -huh. right? The Association of Treasury Experts in Belgium. Correct. Yeah. Super cool organization. Yeah. Very fancy name. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it. What do you do there? What's your role? Okay. Maybe some background. I, I mentioned earlier, I've been in Treasury for roughly 25 years. I've been a member of ATEP for roughly 20. No, really? Um, so, um, and ATEP exists about 31 years. Mm. Um, I've been the president for the last eight years or something. Um, the role really, and the mission, I guess, of, of ATEP, it was founded by, um, and, and I think it was four gentlemen who actually wanted to, to have, they had exchange of IDs and information sharing and so on, but they wanted to make it a little bit more formal and give, um, other people also the opportunity to, in a, I call it closed friendly environment, be able to exchange IDs. Um, and so, so that mission or values is still the core of what we try to do with ADEP. So to try to create an environment in which people can exchange ideas, um, learn from each other, and and in that way elevate the treasury profession in Belgium. Typical. So how do you do that? Like, what does the ATEP do exactly? So we we organize events. Um, we do ad hoc events. Um, we probably we try to organize an event probably every month, which. Um, it's usually in person during the COVID period, we, we, we were more webinar and actually we didn't do that much because we were so, I think, tired of being in front of the screen. And, um, so, so we do organize an event about once a month, then we have, um, a treasury summit, like it's a half a day, um, that once or twice a year. And then we do some, some bigger events. Like we had a tech day, uh, in March, uh, of this year, we had a full day event with some of the vendors. So, so, so different type of, of activities but mainly focused on a content topic, whether it's um, presented by a vendor, a bank, a corporate. So, so topic and networking activities. So, so where we really feel that, that people learn the most from each other and get in touch with each other is at the networking events 
after an event or after a topic event, let's call it. We have since last year introduced just um, quarterly informal after drinks work where we don't have a, a formal topic that is being discussed. But we do understand and, and we the feedback we get from our members is that they really do like that that combination of a content topic with yep. then the networking afterwards. They're fine for networking just once in a while, but, but we really are, they really like the content as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe one more that we organize is what we call a, a snapshot or a um, treasury corporates uh, only event where, I don't know, a corporate will do a presentation on their organization. What are the challenges they're facing? What are the things they've recently implemented? Where they, they need help? And it's really corporates only because it's, it's really this exchange of information like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Have, do you have any any experience uh, on that? And then we form work groups, for example. It's like, okay, all of the people, not all of the people, but a number of people who use the same TMS, mm -hmm. I mean, they have a work group in which they they, they exchange information as an IT. So, so those are mostly what we do. So I was going to actually ask exactly that. How comfortable are treasurers sharing their problems with each other? I guess if you take the mm -hmm. banks and the vendors out, then it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Now, I think what is important to notice is that, um, or to note, sorry, is that um, ATSEP used to be corporates only until probably, well, time flies, but probably five years ago. Okay. Um, and we were one of the few national treasury associations who did not open their membership for non-corporates. Mm -hmm. And when we proposed it to our uh, members, there was a lot of discussion because nobody actually wanted to open up membership for other mm -hmm. or for non-corporates. We finally got there and but with the agreement with our members that we would continue to organize events that were only for corporates. Mm -hmm. And so within that only for corporates, information sharing is pretty open. I mean, we will, I mean, to give you an example, it's like, hey, I'm doing an RFP with, with Bank A and this is the pricing I'm getting. What is your pricing? Yeah. Um, so yes, very open. And what are, the, what are the pros and cons? Like when you were deciding on whether to integrate non-corporate people into this association, to understand a bit the dynamic of, a, of an NTA, National Treasury mm -hmm. Association, what are the, okay, we should bring in the banks, the vendors, the consultants because of that? Mm -hmm. And what were the corporate size? of people saying, hey, no, we, we'd rather keep it between corporate. Well, I think there's a, there's a couple of elements, right? I mean, the, the pros or the reasons why we, we brought non-corporates in is because, I mean, it is the treasury, how do you say it, ecosystem, landscape, yeah. right? And there is valuable insight from bankers, from vendors, from insurance companies. Um, and, and so giving that platform to exchange information makes sense mm. because otherwise you have only this 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 one-sided view only from a corporate mm. um so so that was for us the biggest um reason to to accept non-corporates the the challenge is is that and and a bank a vendor a system vendor uh, they're there to sell a product right now yeah. correct and so it's finding that right balance between being there, exchanging information um, without them selling us a product. And that was the hardest sell or the hardest sell internally yeah. is that um, if a member is too much of a salesperson, they're out. Okay. 
But do they need to be members? Can you not just invite them to events? They were invited to, to to events. We used to have like, well, we still have that, and they were invited, which was our year-end drink. Um, and to the summits, they could also participate, but the other events, they could not. Mm-hmm. So why do you need to give them a membership? Because there is this interaction and this okay. exchange of ideas, um, which 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 makes sense. I mean, it is important for us to also see a bank's point of view, mm. right? It is important for us to also understand how a I don't know systems vendor builds his product, uh, what's behind it. I mean, and even to show his products. I'm not saying they cannot be fully commercial, but in the exchange of information. It's not a sales conference, right? They shouldn't be there to sell. And and I think we've made it very clear um, and it works fine. It works yes, fine. I mean, yes, it is very much. Do you uh, do you need to enforce it or do you need to enforce it at some point? Some, yes. Okay. okay. There are some people who are individuals <laughs> or companies out of interest. Both. Both. Yeah. Some companies just have that culture. Yes. I think yeah, because to... I think it's because it is that company culture and mm. Yeah. Very sales orientated. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's just a couple and sometimes individuals in the silos that uh, mm-hmm. but overall, I mean, like I said, we go smooth. We it's fine. I mean, we've made it clear from the beginning. And also Belgium and I, I guess like other times associate or countries, I mean, it's a small world, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody already knows each other and and somebody who would not act out, I mean, he would be called upon not just by ATEP members, mm-hmm. but or not just by the corporates, also by non corporates, they would say, Hey, this is not acceptable. Um, so you do see it like with sometimes with new uh, people coming in who are new to the, <laughs> but then there's this idea of self, <laughs> self-regulation <laughs> that, that happens automatically. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. So I guess you can't talk about ATIB without talking about the Belgian treasury lands mm-hmm. overall. So what's that like? So, I mean, I mean, having lived in Belgium for so many years, like it's a small country. Mm-hmm. It's just quite close-knit amongst the treasury community as yeah. well. Is that right? There's like ATAB members, you can't just, even outside of ATAB, I guess, you kind of know all the other treasurers and... Yeah, yes, although, like you said, I mean, you have a lot of different type, size organizations, Belgium, and I guess if you look at it, um, I don't know, 20 years ago or probably longer ago when you had a lot more multinationals uh, in Belgium, so a lot of them have gone. I guess the difference that you have is is you have these really big international firms and then you have um I guess I'll call it my my type of firms and then you have the smaller um companies where maybe they don't really have a treasurer but we then do treasury activities and that's where and maybe maybe I can touch on that later but those are the ones that I don't think we manage to reach mm. um so so I think that if you look at who is member of ATEP it's a segment of the treasury profession in Belgium and that there is a group that is that we that we don't manage to, to reach but it is a very tight-knit one and uh, everybody knows each other and then even if it's a non atop event I mean so there's a, a lot of interaction there and so how many how many people are in the ATEP just for us to to grasp a bit I was gonna check before we we started <laughs> and I think we're Board roughly uh, roughly at 200 uh, okay. members That's... so we have so so we have individual memberships mm-hmm. and company memberships and then we have the corporates and then non-corporates okay i think we're rough, r- roughly or maybe roughly about 200 individual um people that are uh, in the map that's interesting that you want to bring in the non-treasury people who have treasury related tasks or 
yeah. assignments within their role because the group is not that big. Is there any particular motivation for that? Back to the knowledge sharing and... Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think, I mean, if you look at a smaller organization who might not have a full-time treasurer, mm-hmm. um, but it's somebody in finance who does treasury activity. And okay. and so they're still making payments. They're still collecting money. So So mm-hmm. I think... Similar type of activities, maybe at a less big or a smaller scale, mm-hmm. maybe less sophisticated. But yes, I mean, I think treasury is happening in some way or form in every in every company. Mm-hmm. Um, and hence, so the question is: is we've tried, but then it's like, how do you find the people? Well, that's a sounds like, like how do you find the the people who who think would be interested in it or for yeah. we could bring something and then don't forget Atap is in the we do it um as a hobby yeah it's voluntary base so it's it's not always easy to i mean we all have a, a job we have family we have i mean we have a lot of social activities and then do Atap is on top which which we all like doing but it does limit your your time that you can actually spend on it or or improve what missions do you have at heart as the president of ATEB, Karen? Because you've been doing it for so long right now. Well. What are the things you're particularly proud of that you built within ATEB? What are the projects that you now have that you'd like to see, see go through? What are the things that matter to you? Well, I start, and I don't know if that's typical of me or typical Belgian or something like that. I start very with, with the less positive aspects. I mean, I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's still so much we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I personally think that I have to, no, I'm not, I don't think, I know that I have to say thank you big time to my board um, because the last couple of years I have not been very present. Um, I mean, I've been a little bit preoccupied with some other with some sense. other things. Um, and so I think I, I personally feel I have lost a little bit. What I what I want to do is stand for Atep, make sure that people know Atep, that they know what we stand for. It's like being really that, ambassador mm-hmm. of what we can do for for the for the members so, so that's something i've lost a little bit um which i really would like to get back into but again our board which has increased um, um since last year has been doing really a good job uh, off Amazing. so so that's good so so i think coming back is what i want to do is, is and i've been saying it through the whole interview is making sure that people can exchange information mm-hmm. can know learn from each other um, in all openness and honesty without feeling that there's going to be repercussions because you, I don't know, challenge something or, 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 or don't agree with something. I think that's, and, and I think by, by sharing this information, by being able to have open discussion is it can only, um, increase your, your knowledge, your, the professionalism. Um, and that's really what I want Antip, Antip to, to stand for. Amazing. Is Atem visible worldwide? Atem is not necessarily visible. Well, I guess it depends um, how you look at it. So Atem is part of uh, the EACT, so the European Association of Corporate Treasurers, and is also part of the ICTA, which is the International Group of Treasury Associations. Okay. Um, so um, the EACT actually consists of the European National Treasury Associations, and we all have a... Um, a affiliation affiliation well we're actually all a board member every every entity so every local national treasury association has a, re- a board representative in eact 
Um, and then there are a couple of international organizations like I think Hong Kong, the US, South Africa, um, which then form the ICHTA, so it's the European okay. plus some, uh, some others. Um, now, so within the European Association of Treasurers, yes, we have our voice and, uh, and our uh, knowledge. I mean, um, European Association of Treasurism has been more focused on regulatory um, uh, lobbying. Yeah. Right? So there's been, um, and maybe less visible now, but but there is still a lot of legislation that, mm. that's happening that is impacting us as treasurers. Mm. Um, and, and what we're trying to do with the ACT mainly is to make sure that the real voice or, or the real economy is heard mm. to our legislators because they might um, have legislation that is to address certain things that have happened with the banks. Yeah. But with putting certain legislation out there, it has an indirect impact. And, and, and I'm sure legislators are not aware of that, right? But it has a certainly could have a certainly negative impact on 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 the real corporates, because banks and corporates are not the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that is really what the ACT is, is trying to make sure is that 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 from a legislative purpose, the voice of the real customer is heard as well. And and so so that I think is, is and that goes through lobbying and, and, and things like that. Um, and then lately also ESD has been focusing more on, on uh, education, exchange of information, making sure that, I mean, there's so many, again, knowledge in each of the associations. Why can't we work together? Why can't I just work together, I don't know, with the Dutch, with the French, with the UK and, and, and have exchange of information there. So that is what we're really trying to focus on, on now again. But then nice. every na national treasury association is organized differently. So, so I think that is also very important. I mean, like I said, Altep is really um, a hobby, right? We do, mm -hmm. which we do uh, besides it. And there are other organizations like in France and like in the UK, which is actually, it is an, it's a company. Yeah. People are employed, they have employees, they have, even know, smaller or big, but, but so they have full-time people. So it is a different, a different uh, approach. Karen, Amazing. thank you so much for coming on to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Yeah. Did you have fun? I had. <laughs> That's the most important. Is there anything else you'd like to add about any of the topics we've discussed today? So whether it's the the rating side of things, managing an organization, or being in a treasury role in an organization which has this rating, the transition, which mm -hmm. is my main takeaway, was actually the transition <laughs> is the biggest part. The steady state is fine. Yes. But it's really the overnight. Yes. <laughs> That's super yes. cool. Yes. Or ATIP, anything you'd like to add? No, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I, I just hope um, it was interesting. I hope it made some sense sure. in what I was saying. Um, I think, no, for ATIP, especially for the Belgian uh, listeners, um, if you haven't heard of it, if you're not a member, I mean, join us. It's a fun group, I think. Mm. And, and I mentioned that at the beginning, but... But we really do like to have fun. Um, we, we try to stay professional. But, <laughs> but, but and, and it's just, again, a way of, of getting to know new people in a different environment mm -hmm. to, to be able to, to get some knowledge. What I think is great is like you, you, you meet somebody, you get their phone number, you pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm dealing with this issue. I'm, I'm reviewing my treasury policies. Do you have an example for me? I mean, those type mm -hmm. of things um, get done. And so, so I don't think it's it's... It shouldn't be considered hard work. Um, so, so that's really what I wanted to say about, mm -hmm. about ATEP. 
and then in general about the companies like I think you 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 nailed it it's the transition that is the the most difficult part but that's it I think yeah sounds great so we'll have all the links to Ada to yourself as well uh, in the show notes and yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you so much Karen thank you amazing <laughs>